Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Pinky up because I'm fancy up in this thing. Welcome back to Simple Sin, the podcast where we talk about stuff and things and things and stuff that are important to everyone. It is the number one podcast of that. It's proven by science. It's facts. It happens. It's science. Yeah. Just, just, it's true. Don't argue it. Don't dispute it. It's damn true. That's right. You're not even intro yet. Okay. We're starting off great. Welcome back to another episode, another another week. Hope you're doing well. We're happy to have you here. Christian's already breaking everything. So let's just go ahead and welcome him in since he just wants to kick the door open and introduce himself. Christian. Good job. Professionalism uh, at his best. Back another week. It's true. It's damn true. Oh, my God. And on that note, we're going to be talking about some wrestling. That's right. Brother, 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 brother. We're going to be talking about all the good stuff because it's WrestleMania week. So what? Better time than uh, to have some topics and some lists and stuff and some predictions and all kinds of fun things. Why not? But like we like to do every episode, we like to start what we'll be watching, reading, listening to, and playing this past week. And I think I've been hogging that lately the past few weeks, so we're going to let Christian get down to it. Christian, lead us. Tell us what you've been into. Uh, this week, man, it's 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 been it's been a weird week. Uh, I've watched a lot of the show. I think I was telling you guys about last podcast episode. And that's The Wire. Uh, I'm officially on the third season, episode one of, of season three. I've been blowing through the first two seasons. I really enjoy the show. The writing is immaculate. The acting has been superb so far. It's really fun seeing a lot of actors that I love and respect now in this show, uh, which was a lot of their starts, at least for, for the majority of their audiences. So it's just really nice to see these people doing their thing in this show so early on. Uh, and if you haven't seen The Wire yet, you should, like, why? Don't make the same mistake I did and not watch it. Like, this show is fantastic, um, at least so far. Um, and then aside from that, I've watched the first two episodes of The Glory from Netflix. It's a Korean show. Uh, it's a revenge-based show, and I've really enjoyed the first two episodes. Uh, you get a really good amount of serious and silly. Uh, that's their kind of humor uh, out there as well. So um, right now, The Glory is great. If you don't mind watching something subtitled, absolutely watch it. I'm sure you can watch it in English as well. Um, I'm sure they have the dubbed version because it's Netflix. But I usually watch stuff in whatever the language it was intended for and just subtitle it. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, man, it's absolutely worth it so far. Uh, first two episodes are great. And uh, that's been me. Aside from that, uh, I went to the library and I got a new book I haven't started yet called Baby Teeth. Literally haven't started reading it yet. I just know the the general premise of the show, uh, of the show, sorry, of the book. It's a woman who has, I think, a seven-year-old daughter, and she thinks that her daughter is out to kill her. And her daughter is so, so, so sweet to the dad and everyone else, but a total little demon baby to the mom. So I'm going to give this a shot, see if it's something that's for me. And uh, if it is, I'll let you guys know. But um, one thing that really drew me to this book is each chapter is told in, in, in a different way. So like chapter one, it's called Hannah. So this is from Hannah's point of view, Hannah being the mom. And then 
actually, I think I said that completely backwards, but Hannah and Suzette. So, so Hannah is the daughter. So it's told from her point of view. And then you get Suzette's story, kind of like they do in like Game of Thrones, for example. So that drew me to this even more so. It's gotten decent reviews. So like I said, I'm going to check that out, see if it's any good. And if it is, I'll let you guys know. And if it's not, I will let you guys know. But that's been me this week, man. What you been up to, Sid? Um, okay, so I've watched several WrestleManias. I don't even know how many. I just kind of started and then let them go in order. I've been playing them. Me and uh, Baby Sin has been kind of putting it on during the day while we do stuff and play and hang out with him and just kind of having his like background noise. So we've been going through those, getting ready for uh, WrestleMania this weekend. Time of recording this podcast. And yes, I'm sitting in a darker room. Don't judge me, those on YouTube. It's a vibe. Anyways, uh, other than the WrestleMania, I have I started Resident Evil 4 um, actually last night and did Chapter 1. Game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, super awesome so far. I've uh, been doing that. And I watched a movie. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about about what movie I watched. So I'm going to go into this with saying I already wanted to see this movie. And I kind of already had kind of had like where I kind of figured the movie would be like expectation wise. And my wife was like, this movie is going to be stupid. It's going to be so I already know what it is. I already know what it is. And then we watched it. And I kid you not, after the movie ended, I was like, I would probably buy that. I would definitely watch that again. And she was like, I would 100% watch that again. And that movie is Cocaine Bear. That movie is so good. Oh, my God. I told you, man. So, look, if you were going in for some, like, Oscar-worthy performance, then you are – you you just don't know movies. Like, the movie's called Cocaine Bear. You should just expect a fun horror comedy, and you, it delivers. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. There's so many moments that I was just dying, dying laughing. I think you said it best. It's a great popcorn flick. Like, it's just a good time movie. So yeah, if you've been absolutely. sleeping on Cocaine Bear, watch it. I promise. If you like horror at all, funny stuff, just just watch it. It's so good. I, I liked it a lot. It, 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 it was definitely surprisingly good. And I will say this as well. Um, I totally just kind of whiffed and didn't even go over the fact that I have been playing Resident Evil. I've been playing Resident Evil and watching The Wire more than literally anything this week. And Resident Evil 4 was one of my favorite games of all time, the original from, from uh, 2005. That was one of my favorite games of all time. And it was actually my favorite game of all time until I played Mass Effect 2 which was recently dethroned by uh, God of War Ragnarok. But I will say this, playing Resident Evil 4 again, the remake, god damn. Like, <laughs> that game is fantastic, dude. Like, everything is better. The story feels better. It's the same story, but it feels better. Obviously, the graphics are better. Graphics the gameplay is better. It looks so good. Like, it, it, it's so good. Like, this is... This is how you fucking do a remake. Like Capcom put their fucking foot in this, dude. They they really gave a damn about this remake. It feels good to play. Being able to parry stuff with your knife just adds a whole nother level to the game because when you miss and whiff that and don't block something with your knife, assuming you have one that's you know fully available to you, when you miss that, dude, it makes you feel like you fucked up which is the case. You fucked up. Leon has everything he needs. 
And if you mess it up, you've messed it up. And there are genuinely scary portions of this game. I've played it before and I know typically what's going to happen, but, but dude, like I'm playing it last night for an example, they added, they added a little spice in the game is what I'll say. There are some, some scares in the game that they add. There are some things in the game that are, that you're fully expecting to show up to happen again. But, but, but the way that they do it in this remake, it's a little different and it's just different enough to throw you off, but also be like, ah, I see, I see what you did. For an example, another example, without ruining the game, obviously, uh, everybody who has played the game knows this is coming. Uh, and everybody who hasn't played the game, like if you don't want to hear anything about it, skip ahead like a minute, but you have to fight this creature early on in chapter one called El Gigante. El Gigante is literally a giant ogre creature, right? And I said last week on this podcast, and I'm going back on it now, I said that they took the dog out of the game. They did not take the dog out of the game. They just fucking play you and make you think that they've taken the dog out of the game. The dog is back. You have that boss battle back. And just fighting him feels so good. Fighting him feels so good. It's, it's very much possible to fight that boss and not get hit, to, to, to take him out quickly, even if you don't have maxed out weapons and stuff. Like, it's very possible to do that. But just the way that the game is, the way that it feels when you when you take that character out, it's amazing. And then having that dog come back is really cool. Um, there's another boss battle early on in the game. And Sin, you've met this character. I'm assuming you've met this character already. Um, but you played the game and you know the guy that they call the big cheese in the original one, the the big tall guy with the beard and the hat. He's bald. Yeah, it looks He's got like um, Mr. Mr. X or whatever, but with the beard. Yeah, he kind of he kind of does actually. Uh, he has a voice in this game. He like actually talks a lot in this game, which is weird because he had no lines in the last one. Like until you did the boss battle, he didn't really speak. So that was really cool. But his voice is not what I expected, but I like it. Um, but the thing is, when you beat him, the achievement is is called something to the effect of the big cheese. Like, because they never call him that in this game like they did in the last game. So the developers of this game, like, are on it, bro. They're on the same shit that we're on playing the games. So it's it's so good. And right now, I'm at the castle. Uh, I'm, like, half – for those of you who don't know, I'm, like, 50% of my way through the, through the main story. Uh, this is one game that I'm going to complete and then immediately start a new game. Like, I can't wait to start a new game and play it all over again after I've beaten it. But there are genuine parts in this game that are really fucking difficult. So, uh, Sid, you may remember. I how tricky the village was, the very beginning. Like, I remember yeah, it, playing it the first time the and being like, oh, like this the is hardest hard. part so far. And then this time, I kind of so went far, in like, dude, oh, it ain't going to be bad. And then I was just yeah. getting destroyed. And I was like, I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. Do I find a key? Am I... And then after a while, I was like, I'm just supposed to survive. I'm going to do shit you, but survive. Yeah, so far, the village has been the hardest part of the game. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, when you get to the castle, sure, it's annoying because there's different types of enemies. And I'm not going to go too much into the types of enemies that you have to fight in the hot, in the, in the, uh, in the castle. Um, but the enemies get harder for sure. But God... Damn, there are some parts in the village that like will really fuck you up if you're not paying attention. And you remember from the original Resident Evil 4, there's a part where you're in a cabin with Luis and you guys have to fend off a bunch of infected coming in, a bunch of zombies, a bunch of ganados, as I believe they're called. Um, that part of this game, dog, 
I don't know if I'm just trash at the game or what, but I died. That was the first time I died like more than twice playing anything. So in I the died game. a lot in the village. I can't and I was like, long. I was just. Trying I was to like, why am I dying control. right now? Like, what the fuck? And there's a different. There's a new enemy in this game that wasn't in the last game that you fight early in the game. Obviously, we see the chainsaw. You know, the chainsaw guy. We 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 know he's there from the from the demo and all that stuff. But they added a new villain. A new tanky villain in this game, and I believe you've already met him if you've played he's in any chapter mud, one, any I think. Of the dude's got like a pig head yeah, on it's or like, something. Yeah, with the pig head on him, yeah. dude. Yo, so here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, but if you sneak up behind that guy, you can kill him one hit. Oh, I messed him up. He, I threw he, a grenade, and then like he kind of got stunned, and then I ended up like meleeing him, and then I just lit him up. I stabbed him and killed him, so he wasn't that bad. Yeah. So so that that's the thing. You can get behind him and stab him, but they don't tell you that. You just figure it out. So there's things like that in this game. And I really like that they don't tell you everything because it makes it a little bit more fun when you figure some of that stuff out. But yeah, dude, you, you don't just meet him the one time. There's a few of those guys in the village. So just it's good keep so some far, ammo though. on you. I, I mean, it definitely... I'm excited for it. I think they've done a really good job with it. I think Capcom's doing a good job with the Resident Evil remakes in general, honestly. I think they're... This remake makes me want them to remake five and six. Five and six aren't my favorite Resident Evils by by any means. The only one I want to re- keep... I just want them to do co-op in five. That's about the only thing. I think that would be so fun on a remake, like better graphics. Imagine playing co-op, having cross-play with your friends. That'd be fire. Like it'd be I think that I think that if Capcom wanted, they could absolutely remake five. And go into six. I'm, I'm, like I said, I don't want to ruin anything for for Resident Evil Four remake because it's it just it just came out recently. It's only been out for what not even a week yet. It sold a record breaking amount of copies already, which it's I just like saw three on million IGN. copies or something in two days. It, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one of those people, man. Like I I knew as soon as that game announced, it was a buy for me because that was one of my favorite games of all time. And this playing this again makes me remember why this was my favorite game of all time until Mass Effect 2 came out. And, dude, if, if the game keeps going the way it's going right now, I might have a new favorite game of all time when we're done. I don't know. Change your favorite game you know, just change underwear out here. I don't, man. It's, only, it's between three games, God of War Ragnarok, Mass Effect 2, and and Resident Evil 4. Those are like top tier for me. Those those games equal what I'm looking for. Single player experience, leveling up, uh, the, the crafting, picking the way you want to do things, like the graphics, all, all those things are what I'm looking for in a game. I'm not necessarily looking for something that I can play couch co-op. I'm not necessarily looking for a dungeon crawler. I'm not necessarily looking for something that I can grind out. I'm looking for something that's going to keep me engaged because the story demands me to be engaged. I'm looking for something that that asks me to create a character or to customize a character. I'm looking for something that 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 requires me to think about what types of weapons I want to use in the game and how I want to defeat certain bosses in the game. Like I'm looking for that. And I know a lot of people are, are hearing that and thinking, well, don't you just want to play a Souls game? And it's like, yeah, I like Souls games, but I'm really, really bad at Souls games. Um, however, they are a lot of fun, but with these types of games, I'm not playing them because they're so difficult and you have to be a certain caliber of gamer to play. You need to pay attention. And I really enjoy that type of game. Now, when it comes to multiplayer games and stuff, I have, I have what I'm looking for in that, but that's a conversation for another day. I just wanted to say 
again, Raising Before so far is damn near a masterpiece. And uh, I'm gonna be ex- I'm gonna be excited and also sad once I get past the the main story. But uh, anyway, man, um, that, before that's we go anywhere Resident else, I wanted to circle around the Cocaine Bear. So there's one thing that kind of caught me off guard with it: the director, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks, directed this. Mm-hmm. That kind of blew my mind. Because I was like, really? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Those that don't know, I'm going to use like an awful reference of how you would know her. She's Rita Repulsa in the latest Power Rangers movie. That's what you chose. All right. Yeah, I know. I could have chose so many other great projects she's in. and I choose Power- Hey, I actually like the Power Rangers movie. Don't hate. I did enjoy the, the latest one. All right. No, so you thought it was boo boo shoes? I didn't think it was boo boo shoes. It just wasn't. Uh, I liked it. Here's the problem: the the problem that I had with the, there were there were three problems with the movie. One, the ridiculous oh product placement. That's one problem. Second problem: you're watching a movie called Power Rangers. They're only the Power Rangers for about fifteen minutes. That that's. I mean, it's on. not an origin story. The they were problem. probably planning on building off of, it and they didn't. Okay, while Christian's on his rant, she's also known for Charlie's Angels, Pitch Perfect 2, The Hunger Games, Zack and Miri Make a Porno, uh, Walk of Shame, Spider-Man. The hell was she in Spider-Man? 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, It's Betty Brandt, bro. Oh, there you go. Uh, Call Jane, Brightburn. She's been in a lot of stuff. Invincible. um, Fred Claus. Movie 43. Our idiot brother. Like, she's been a lot of stuff. She's been around. And I did not expect her to be the director. I didn't even know she directed. But she kind of crushed it. I mean, it only has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. 54% on Metacritic. And 6 out of 10 on IMDb. But I feel like these movies, you kind of have to know. Like, I don't know. Do people go in expecting this to be serious? It's loosely based off a true story of a bear that ate, like, seven, I think I read 75 pounds of cocaine. I mean, what what do you expect? It's a bear that's jacked up on cocaine. Like, this movie's not going to be serious. Dude, the CGI of the bear was hilarious. There was one scene. Do you remember the scene where it's on his back, like, crawling to the poor person, like, sliding to him? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? There's so much stuff. It's just like, huh. And the gory is actually pretty freaking gory, but I liked it because it's a bear and it's not just going to be like, oh, let me nibble on you. Because that's what bears do. You know, they go. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, man. You know a bear? That's what it does. You ever seen a bear in the woods? That's what it does. It will come up. It goes. Nom, 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 nom. I, don't, I, don't, I don't fuck around in the woods. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, what about Redbeard being in it? From Game of Thrones. I, I don't know. I can't remember funny. his name. Christo- Christopher Tormund. something. Tormund. Huh? His name is Tormund. Yeah, well, his name is Redbeard. Uh, well, that's his like uh, his like moniker, though, but his name is Tormund. Well, his name's Redbeard. That's what I call him. I can't tell you how many times we watch Game of Thrones. I've never called him by his name. It's always Redbeard. Same with my wife. They, they don't even call him Redbeard that much in the show. They I call, call him Redbeard. Him I don't care what they call him. That's what I call him. God. Anyway, moving on. 
Yeah. Fun movie, though. Resident Evil 4 is amazing. Cocaine Bear, watch it. If you watch it, let us know. If you're playing Resident Evil 4, let us know. And um, that's going to bring us to our first topic. We're going to do some predictions. WrestleMania 39, right? It's 39, isn't it? Next year's 40. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's WrestleMania 39 happens this Saturday and Sunday. Time of recording this, so a few days away. And we were just going to go down through the card that was announced recently, like the full-on card with the days and whatever, and just kind of give you our quick predictions. So probably not a lot of backstory, thought, process stuff on it, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we can elaborate some. But um, I'm just going to say the match, and then we'll kind of just do our prediction. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me get stuff situated. All right. So, Saturday, the opening match, uh, I guess they're wanting to start strong. I don't, it's kind of weird that it's opening, but I guess it's a strong. They usually, I guess they do start with a strong match to kick the show off to kind of get, like, the blood flowing. But uh, opening match is John Cena versus Austin Theory. Which is essentially like a young Cena, kinda. I see comparisons. Who do you have? Oh, it's a United um, States Championship match too. Sorry. I think they're gonna put over Austin Theory. To be honest with you, same. And I have John Theory. Cena is, is at that. Because I mean, Cena has really nothing. Uh, they. I feel like a lot of them are really behind Theory, so it's a good way for him to kind of like elevate his character. So I go Theory. Um, Makes sense. Plus, what's John Cena going to do with the United States title when he's just going to go back to Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Unless he loses the next night. But I say theory still. Uh, second match listed, which I don't know that it's necessary. This is definitely not the order they're in. Uh, next match listed is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think they're going to put over Rhea, which would make sense because Charlotte, like, what, is she, what does she have to lose, dude? Nothing. She's been a champion... Like seventy eight times, nobody gives a shit anymore. It's it's gonna be Rhea. Rhea is huge right now as well. So yeah, I'm going with Rhea. I think Rhea wins. She's she's got a good gimmick going. Crowd's getting behind her. She's a good performer. I think she gets the belt off Charlotte and finally kind of takes over that rivalry because I think Charlotte's kind of dominated it, right? For the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, next one listed is the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, because it's WrestleMania, I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn and and KO. Um, if this weren't WrestleMania, if this was any other event, then I would say the Usos because they would probably just cheat. But uh, I think that that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are gonna win. I don't think the win's gonna be clean, but I think they're gonna win. I'm going. I need to put over Sami Zayn anyway. So I'm yeah. going with KO and, and Sami Zayn also just because Zayn has been crazy over lately with the whole bloodline story, mm-hmm. which has been a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um part of me I don't know. Part of me wants to go Usos to keep their reign going, but it also depends on what's gonna happen with Roman later in the bloodline. But I'm gonna go with Zayn and Owens to to take the belts off of them. Plus it'd be a good accolade for them. They've been best friends and their careers have kind of mirrored and paralleled each other for a long time. So I'm going to say the over Zane helps them probably get the belt. Hopefully. All right. Uh, next match, Becky Lynch, Lita 
and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control, which is Bailey. Um, yeah, Bailey and her group. I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. You're. This is quick. You're not gonna bring Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus back just to have her lose at WrestleMania like that. No, that'd be stupid. that would be a Honestly, good shock be... though to like help the heel faction. Yeah, that pop though. I mean, I could totally see WWE, especially the state that the WWE is in right now. I could totally see them doing it. But like, if that would, how insulting would that be? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've I mean, been for winning. them. It doesn't matter. So, They're Hall of Famers. They're just putting over people. I mean, when you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Um, also, I would say too, I I don't want to see Becky go to another Mania and lose. Like, I I personally don't want to see that, so it's a little biased. Um, yeah, like Lita is a Hall of Famer, Trish is a Hall of Famer for sure as well. So, I mean, I could totally see them putting over Bailey and, and her group, but like, they're not they're not going to be hurt if they're if if they don't win. And obviously, here's the thing too. I'm still going Trish and, and, and all them, but if they lose, then the, the win will absolutely not be clean. Uh, and, and there you go. Yeah. So, so yeah, we have that. I wrote down we, Becky, Trish and Lita too, just because, I mean, that's going to be the fan favorite, but that's a WrestleMania moment, dude. Like why take that from them? I'm kind of, I'm also really kind of leaning towards damage control. I don't know. I know there's a big women's tag match later. I don't know if that means they're number one contender. I don't really remember. Uh, so my thoughts were if damage control did beat Becky, Lita, and Trish, then they would automatically get like a title shot to maybe get their belts back afterwards because Trish – or not Trish, sorry. Lita and uh, Becky are champions. But this will probably end that rivalry maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go with Becky, Trita, uh, Trita. Yeah, I'm going to go with Becky and Trita. Becky, Trish, and Lita. All right, this is my prediction for – there's one of two matches I think still the show, and this is one of them. And I'm – actually, I think this will still the show. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. Who you got? Give me yours first. Seth Rollins. I mean, Logan Paul shocking the world beating Rollins. Rollins is just – Rollins has not really had a belt or, I mean, he had the United States, what, for like a minute, but he hasn't really had like a, a big championship in a while. And he's been over, he's been putting in work, like with all these rivalry stuff. He's so over with the crowd. They're so loud. I don't know. I think you got to let Rollins, you give Rollins this redemption of Logan Paul. Plus, I mean, yeah. Logan Paul's contract's up supposedly after WrestleMania, which I'm sure they'll sign him back because he's he's doing really good for someone that's only done like uh, what three three matches at this point, three or four matches in the WWE. Pretty crazy. Uh, I'm gonna go with Seth as well. The thing for me is Logan Paul is over, but he wants to be. He wants to be like one of the biggest stars in WWE. And that's, you know, due to his ego and money. And after the loss that he took in, what was it, UFC or boxing, excuse me, like he's been he's been on WWE like hardcore. So I think that him winning this uh, would be, honestly, would kind of just be a disservice. 
to to everybody else that like really gives a shit about WWE and their careers and everything. Uh, no, that's not even a disrespect to Logan Paul for me. Like I don't necessarily hate Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul is. I don't think he's a good person, but I think that he's very smart. And I think that Even the people backing him... Geniuses. Are, I have to give him credit. Yeah, exactly. But just because you're good at marketing stuff doesn't mean you're a good person. You know what no, I mean? No, I never said uh, that. But, I never yeah. said that other part. Yeah. But anyway, I don't I don't think that Logan Paul and, and, and what I think of him personally... Like I said, I don't even hate him or anything. It's, it's nothing like that. I think he's I just grown think that, compared to where Logan was. I don't know about Jake necessarily, but... I'm not. I don't know. I'll have to give the devil his due. I had low expectations for Logan. I thought he would be a good natural heel because he already plays them. that. But he's damn. Yeah, if I had to hang out with one of them for a full day, it would absolutely be Logan over Jake. With that said, though, I think that I think that it's going to be a, a, a really good match. But I'm still going to say I think I think Seth's going to take that. Um, it's been a minute since we had a really good Seth. Rollins match at Mania because the last time he had a really good Mania match was when he uh, won the title off of Lesnar, I believe. What was that, 2019? So, yeah, man, we we need this. He needs this. And Logan doesn't necessarily need this. He's already over. He looks good. He he does every – he performs amazingly. Cody Rhodes-Rollins match was good. I actually didn't watch that one, so I, I, I can't speak to that one. It was good. Rollins is a good performer. I think they steal the show, though, because Logan is still new enough in the ring and wanting that viral splash so much. He's going to take some kind of insane risk. And Rollins is just a good wrestler, too, at Athletic. So. Logan, Logan Paul, bro, like, Logan Paul is fun as shit to watch wrestling. He's really fun to watch. He's athletic. So, He's a lot more athletic than I thought he was. He, he, I really, he reminds me of young... And I, I'm not I'm not saying like he emulates or anything. He just gives me the same vibe as uh, young Matt Hardy. So and and I I enjoy that. That's fun to watch. I, like I said, not his wrestling style necessarily. Just like what he's willing to do. Because I almost said Shane McMahon, but like <laughs> Shane McMahon looks looks dumb out there most of the time. And it's just fun to see because he just looks so stupid. Shane McMahon but, has but, to use a wheelbarrow to carry his big balls though, because that dude does some crazy shit. Like. Uh, I'm surprised that his back still works, to be honest with you. <laughs> he has done some crazy shit. But anyway, uh, I'm going to just end it and say Rollins. Rollins, the same. One. All right, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Oh, man. I was going to tell you mine. I think Dominic because Rey's becoming a Hall of Famer. This is essentially the passing of the torch, pretty much, I feel like. Listen, you, you asked me for my prediction. My prediction is also Dominic. However, I'm I've been a Rey Mysterio fan for so long. Uh it's hard to 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 bet against him, but but Dominic's he's got a whole gimmick that's working for him right now. He's getting over, so like obviously it would make sense for the father to beat the son. All right. And the final match. Again, these are not in the correct order. Uh, final match for Saturday is Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going Street Profits just because out of those teams, I'm going to pick Street Profits. It's probably my team I like the best. And they're the only, well, Viking Raiders are actual 
Well, and so is Alpha Academy. I'm saying Street Profits. I mean, it would make the most sense for Street Profits to win, to be honest with you. Um, so that's that's my vote on that one. Um, I would like to see Braun Strowman and them win just because I think that'd be fun. But Street, Street Profits is... I wouldn't bet against them in this, especially not at Mania. Especially not at Mania. Because they want the smoke. All right, that takes us to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So I'm going to do this in reverse order this time. That way we get to the main event last. Uh, okay. So Sunday we have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. I'm going to say Ronda and Shayna... I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say them. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to go Ronda and Shayna too because those are the two heaviest hitters like in the, in that group. Those are the two heaviest hitters. My thinking so is if they that, win, does that mean they go for the tag belts and maybe take them off Lita and Becky? I can see that happening. And it, here's the thing. If I don't that know if happens, this is the number one contender. I, would, I don't know what the the winner of this match gets. I'm not – I don't know how that works. But – I don't think it's necessarily a part of the story. I just think that that's something that will happen. Uh, and that would be a very natural progression. And if Becky and 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 Trish were going to – or excuse me, Lita were going to lose the titles, then those that would be a perfect team to lose them to. Yeah. So, Absolutely. My other candidate for match of the night or match of WrestleMania, the show Steeler, and that would possibly be Edge and Finn Balor, the Demon, in Hell in a Cell. I still think Logan and Seth might steal it, but this one I'm really excited for. I definitely think this will have the best entrances of all of them. And uh, who do you have? Is it confirmed it's going to be Demon Balor? Yes. Yeah, he confirmed it. Um, so the first promo, I think Edge was like, bring your demon and I'll be the devil. And then Finn did a promo back where it flashed to him being the demon. He's like, I don't have to bring the demon or, or call the demon. I'm the demon's always there, but it like showed the like flashing his face paint and stuff. So he's coming out as the demon, which makes me think the demon is like pretty much usually undefeated. So I'm going to go with the demon. I think winning. Yeah. Like I think, same like so since it's confirmed that he's going to be coming up coming out as the demon then then the demon will take that one i think that if you ever bring out the demon in a match and he loses then it's dead the character he's dead. he's so, lost twice as a demon i don't even remember those one of them was samoa joe in nxt i think i'm pretty sure he lost one it was a title match i think yeah, was, that might have been his first and then i think he lost to roman during Roman's title run as the demon. Probably it definitely went couldn't be clean though, so I don't It was an extreme rules match. Way back, so it's all like in the stuff, and I remember there they even had Finn Balor Demon. Mm. Um well, I, I think, think Finn, the Demon wins is my pick. Hell in a Cell Demon. It just makes too much sense. For the demon to win this one, so yeah, I do same. think Edge's entrance is probably going to be kind of like Brood Edge, and it's going to be sick. And Demon's entrance is going to be sick. That one's going to be a good one, though. I'm very excited for that one. So Demon consensus. All right, next one is Intercontinental oh, Championship. Brood Edge. I didn't think about that. 
I think if he comes out like he used to back in the day with like Gangrel and shit, then then he's I might done have that a couple times. Hand. Have you not seen it where he comes out like no, I it's sick. So I will say, I what was it? Um, was it SummerSlam when we were up in uh, it was up in Nashville. Edge come up mm-hmm. from like essentially it was like he was coming from hell, bro. That stuff went hard. It had like this sweet metal like breakdowny riff. He was coming up. It was sick. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go with Edge. I'm staying with the Demon. All right, next one. Triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship, and that would be between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. Um, I want to say Gunther, but I feel like they're going to end up pushing him for something else, maybe. Um, I really wanted to go with him because they do love him, but for some reason I want to pick McIntyre. I don't know. Has he ever had the Intercontinental belt? Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm absolutely going with McIntyre on that one. Hey, I'm going to go with McIntyre as well. Claymore kick and that's going to be it. Do what? Claymore kick to somebody's face. That's going to be it. Okay. This guy. Uh, all right. Next, we have Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's um, Championship. I This is – listen. This is really hard for me to actually uh, – to give you a good opinion on because I'm so biased. Like – I want Oscar to win so bad. I want Oscar to win so bad, especially if she comes out with the the newer, like darker face paint that she's been doing. Absolutely, Oscar. Um, you know what? I'm going. I'm going Oscar. We're done. I'm going Oscar as well because Bianca's had the belt for it's right at a year, I think, since last Mania. I'm going Oscar to dethrone her new darker Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, All right, and that brings us to I our main. Love... Wait, what? Hold on, real quick. What I've been wanting for a really, really long time, and I haven't gotten it, is Asuka to go on a crazy streak like she had back in NXT. Oh, her undefeated streak? That was nuts. Yeah. She was untouchable. Yeah. I want I want that. That's what I want. So Could be the start of it. Yeah, man. I mean, I let it, please. I would love that to be the case. Anyway, next match. Main event time. Roman Reigns and his getting close to a thousand day Reign as the champion, historic reign, versus the American mm-hmm. Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uh, unless unless there there's something I don't know about Roman Reigns' contract being up, I, I think he wins. Supposedly, he's ready to take time off. Okay, if he's so that I'm glad you said that. I needed to know so, that seriously. Well, because but there's also he's reports been, he's going to be at whatever comes up. There's like a and there a Saudi Arabia show or there's something coming up soon, and I think he's supposed to be there. So I don't know. I feel like okay, if I was the Booker, this is a historic reign. I don't, I forget how many days he's away from hitting a thousand. I would let him at least hit a thousand because that's insane. A thousand days as a champion in modern wrestling. I mean. You have to go back to, like, Hogan and stuff like that, which is, like, what, 80s? To have anything close. Mm-hmm. Or, well, better than that. Or better than his reign. Let him go through this year, and then why not take it off of him at WrestleMania 40? Your 40th anniversary, Roman gets knocked off. Or something, lose it before that, or I don't know. Because you got to have, like, a big match with Roman then, which I'm sure they will regardless. I think Cody Rhodes needs a bump in the road. He's undefeated. I think he needs to have a hiccup. I think him chasing the belt is going to be really good. 
to let him like lose a close match, whatever, and then begin the pursuit even more where maybe he gets it in SummerSlam or, or something like that. I want to go Roman, but I'm also, you know, we're just, it's inevitable that Roman, the, the, the reign will end. Is it now a Cody? I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Who you got? I'm, I'm going to stick with, with Roman, dude. I think that they're going to let him do this until he's absolutely ready to be gone for a while. Like one, once the, the check is in the mail, he's ready to be gone for a while. Then he'll lose the title. Uh, clean, I think is what'll happen. Right now, though, I think he'll he'll probably win this one. I want to go Roman. So I there, want there Roman. There have been win. better matches to me. To me personally, there have been better matches that he could have lost to that would have been great, and he hasn't. So to lose it here, WrestleMania, like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really yeah, buying Cody's story though. His dad never won like the heavyweight championship and stuff. So this is like redemption for him. He comes back after Stardust gimmick and all that shit. He's Went to the Indies to like prove he could have like his own character, his own thing, stand on his own feet. Was great, did great AEW, and then comes to WWE. I just, I don't know. He's undefeated right now. He beat Rollins three times. Mania. I know the last one's Hell in a Cell with one arm. Was it two or three times? Don't you have to? I don't know. I'm gonna say Roman. But I, I I could definitely see them putting it on Cody. They're really pushing him. He is selling a lot of merch, too. I mm-hmm. guess it just depends. Is Roman ready for that break? That's the big thing. Because he's been... Which he doesn't come every week to television. He, I don't think he does live shows, really. Essentially, he's just there for, like, story-needed SmackDowns and Raws and then he's, pay-per-views he has to do. He's just what Brock Lesnar was. But it works, though. I mean, I don't know. I think it's an awesome reign. This is the best Roman we've had by far. I, I love the Tribal Chief. I like the reign, the bloodline. I think there's more story to be told, though. Like, mm-hmm. I almost wonder if Jay or somebody taking the belt off of him will be more poetic. Like Ascension within bloodline. But I'm going to I'm gonna say Roman. It's a tough one, though, because I could also see Cody. So there's our predictions. WrestleMania 39. Uh, this Saturday and Sunday, April first and second. Um, do you have any like? Supposedly, there's going to be uh surprises. Do you have any surprises? Honestly, no. I haven't been keeping up enough to have like a valid one, so no. I'm still going to throw out there the the wish that I know won't happen, and that's the Rock. If Roman does lose the belt, the Rock cost him the belt, setting up like a match for next year, like kind of like they did the Cena match, where like it's a year long build up of it. Um, other than that, I don't really know. I don't really know what other predictions. I just hope it's good. I hope it's good. I'm excited. We'll be cooking food. We'll be watching it, having family time. Some friends come over. There's some, uh, friends of ours and their babies that are close to baby sin's age. They're going to be all running amok. So it's going to be chaos. And, uh, that brings us to our list. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in spirit of WrestleMania and all that good stuff. We have come up with a top 10 list yours is 10 isn't it did you just 10 mm-hmm. okay making sure you were on the same page of best themes best entrance theme songs correct is that what you got mm-hmm. all right yeah. like i said before we do not tell each other what we have ahead of time because we're slackers and that's what we do and it's fun to be surprised so 
I'm going to start. I have honorable mentions. We're going to get right into it. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I have honorable mentions. And first of them, I went all for my top ten individuals, not factions. So I have to give honorable mentions to DX, The Shield, NWO, and New Day as far as great themes and entrances. Theme song entrances. What do you say? The- I theme? What? I don't even know what to say. No, you could do it however you wanted. I went individuals. Okay, thank God. Yeah, because because you were about you were about to, gonna you're about to pass up my whole list. DX is up there. I mean, NWO is a classic. Shield, I loved. New Day's great. Like those are honorable mentions of ones that like they would obviously be in my top ten if I hadn't just went individuals. Um, so I'm about to one that would I was so excited for WrestleMania because. For some reason, every time I hear this theme song, I could just imagine it in a huge stadium just just being fantastic. Like, it just sounds like a huge WrestleMania stadium song, and that's Bray Wyatt's new theme, Shatter. I could just see that with the lights and everything. I thought that would have been a great one. Um, Another, do you want me to give my honorable mentions real quick? Yes, please. All right, Batista. Honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention, Mark Henry. Which one? Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. I freaking... Yeah, I love that. Just every time you come on, you're like, oh yeah, somebody about to get the ass kicked. (laughs) Um, Sting. Sorry, Yobi, if you're listening. Honorable (laughs) mention, Sting. (laughs) Yobi's a huge Sting fan. He's been a huge Sting uh, fan for a long time. Yeah, I know, I know. Sting's awesome. All right, honorable mention, Razor Ramon. Old sc- All right. Uh, honorable mention, these two are probably about to get you. Honorable mentions, Brock Lesnar. Not because I'm a All huge right. Brock fan, although Cowboy Brock I like way better than previous Brocks. Talking about his, his older theme, right? No, I'm talking about the dun, 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 dun. Like the normal. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, yeah. not Super because I'm a huge Brock with- fan. Cowboy Brock is is better, and I've I can tolerate better. But just because it's catchy, you know, it's business time. Like it, it's a good thing. It's a really good like entrance. Final one. This is about to probably upset Christian. The Rock. Rock gets honorable mention. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. I'm out. No. I'm out. Do you want to do your honorable I'm mentions done. and then we'll go to number ten? It doesn't matter now. You just fucked up. I'm out. I'm going. I'm going home. I'm going home. I have Love three honorable mentions. I know I put up two fingers, but three. Uh, three honorable two mentions. Fingers. For those watching on YouTube, you saw it. Those listening, he gave two fingers and said three. So there you go. That's good. our dreadlock wizard himself. Boy's good at math. <laughs> so good. But to, to keep it going, uh, the first one. Uh, maybe a surprise to you, Sin, but here comes the money, the Shane McMahon theme. Uh, I do really, really like that theme, but it will go under the honorable mentions That's a good list one. for me. Personally. That is such a good one. Dude, I was, I, if it's not on your list, I'm going to be surprised. Here comes the money. I, I'm going to be super surprised if it's not on your list. But to move it along, uh, my time, which is the old Triple H and China theme. They both shared this theme, and it's a derivative of the DX theme. 
I don't know if you remember it or not, yep. but yeah, man, I used to really enjoy that one. Uh, and then just looking at China come out, like she, like I hadn't seen that before as a kid. So seeing some woman come out and and be that muscular and just cut and and awesome in the ring, like I thought that was awesome. So that was what I attributed to her. And then the last one on my honorable mention list is one of a kind, the RVD theme. I used to blast that theme in the old school games, making characters. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't make it to my actual list, so it's going to have to go under honorable mentions. But I used to love RVD, uh, loved RVD, and I absolutely loved his theme as well. All right, what's your number ten then? What did make the list? What did make the list? I will. I, I got to be honest, really quick, fully transparent. Like this list isn't necessarily in order, but the top three are absolutely in order. Um, so just just so we're on the same page, to start the list off. Uh, I'm going to go number 10 is the Rey Mysterio OG theme, not the Booyaka Booyaka theme, but the old one that he had. Uh, the ones like, <laughs> who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y Mysterio. Here we go. Like that theme, dude. I used to love that. I used to sing that all. I still sing it to this day. But uh, I used to love him coming out to that and then jumping around, flipping around on people, hurricane runners and stuff. So definitely OG. Oh, Rey Mysterio uh, was so good. I remember Dude, watching him when he was him. young, young in like WCW. He was little. Mm, absolutely. He always had sick mask and like he did all this crazy yeah, lucha stuff that back then I was just like, God, that's nuts. Yeah, dude, but that that's number ten for me. That's number ten for me. What's number ten for you, my dude? So I'm gonna say eight through ten is kind of. I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, ten through eight. Eight through ten, yeah. Like that whole section of my list is just. I can, like, I could switch them so easy. So it's actually a tie for number 10 for me. I couldn't decide. It's a tie? Come on, bro. <laughs> okay, fine. You want me to decide then? Yeah. Man, you're struggling over there. I am very struggling. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh. I have no idea what it is, so I'm excited. All right, I'm gonna have to. God, dude, I'm. I want to tie them so bad. I feel like it both deserves a list. <laughs> All right, look. All right, Kevin Owens gets moved to honorable mention. Okay. okay. I love KO's entrance. Basic, but it's go time. Like it's a good, simple kind of like heavy riff that I like. CM For those of you my... non-wrestling fans who don't know who KO is, he means Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk takes number 10. And Oh, which CM Punk? I know, which this CM is exactly Punk? where I'm going. There's two, and I'm just going to lump them both together for the sake no, of... No, you got to pick one because I had to pick one. <laughs> Look, I'm going to pick This Fire by CM Punk because it's Kill Switch okay. Gage. But Cult okay. of Personality okay. slaps too. And it's such a good okay. engine song. That's why. It's such like, a good. God, I hate you right now. I just want to. Listen, on. listen, 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 listen. The reason why I made you pick is because I had the same problem, Both which brings good. me to number nine, which brings me to number nine. My number nine is This Fire Burns, CM Punk's theme. Which was early punk. <laughs> well, earlier punk in um, WWE. So mm -hmm. good. So it's such a good song. 
<sighs> that's tough. Cult of Personality is a banger too, though. Like you just know it's- that's a banger. That song's a banger, but it didn't fit. It didn't for me. It didn't fit the 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 gimmick. It didn't fit him. It didn't fit the WWE. He still but it, but, but this fire burns. All right, so this number nine burns, for you was uh, this fire burns CM Punk. Mm-hmm. All right, you're yeah. not, and that's number ten for you, right? Look, I'm gonna tell you this one right here because I love the entrance and the song goes hard. Alistair, this is Blind. your number nine. Yes, dude, I forgot about Alistair Black. Um, He's not I on can't my remember list. Remember the name? Of, hold on, I have. I actually bought this song on like um, on Apple. The um, what is the actual name of the song? It was like wasn't it Code Orange song? I think. No, uh, Code Orange was uh, was Bray's. Code, uh, Code Orange has done others though. Who is it? Maybe it's not Code Orange. It's um, oh, it's CFO Root of All Evil. Root of All Evil. That's it. That's it. That's it. Dude, the song went so hard. His entrance coming up from like the coffin went so good. Alistair Black. Now uh, I can't remember his name in AEW. Drawing a blank. Sorry, wrestling fans. It's something black. It's it's uh Uh, Malachi or something like that. Is it Malachi Black? Yeah, Malachi Black. Yeah. There we go. All right, number eight for you. Oh man. Ooh, uh, number eight for me. What is my number eight? Let me hold on. Oh my god. Uh, I have to actually find it on my list because oh it's a little god. jumbled together. Quit struggling. Yeah, I legitimately can't find my number eight. Oh, here it is. I got it. Number eight for me is uh, "Break the Walls," the the Break old the Chris down. Jericho theme. Break the walls down. I still love his little intro with the Titan Tron and all that. Especially when he was holding two titles, man. I used to love that. Uh, Dude, it's but crazy break the when walls. you hear the names of these or you even say it, like that theme song pops in your head. That's how you know they're good songs because yeah. you just start like singing it. Chris Jericho, Dude, Chris Jericho was one of my favorite. He, he used to be one of my favorites, man, back back in his WWE reign. Like I didn't watch him a whole lot in AEW. I, I like his gimmicks and I like him as a wrestler still. But I like Chris Jericho more so as a person than a wrestler now. Back then... His- Theme song now, spoiler, it's not on my top 10, but the crowd goes nuts for it, which is a Fozzy song, his band. They, like, sing it to him. Um, something Judas. I can't remember it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, definitely, um, that, that's number that's number eight for me, Break the Walls, the old Chris Derrick. And when I say it, when you say it, you, you want to immediately break the walls. Yeah. Like, you, you know it. Okay. Number eight for me, Shinsuke Nakamura. Love his yeah. intro. Shinsuke's theme is great. Shinsuke, he's not on my list, full disclosure, but his his theme is great, and I almost made him an honorable mention. I like it. Gets it just because, like, then again, though, a lot of the, a lot of these, like the younger ones, like KO. I say younger; they're not younger, but they come up into the developmental system and then went to main roster, like KO and Alistair Black and Shinsuke. Their their themes. Like NXT used to sing them, which made it so much more epic. And then coming over to main roster, just yeah. So Shinsuke's number eight for me. That's number scary. seven for you. Oh God! Or do you it's want me getting, to do number seven? It's getting, tough. it's getting tough. I actually changed my number seven before we started recording originally, um, because I forgot about a theme, and I and I remembered it right before. We started this this thing, so I will say my my original number seven was the uh, the Hardy Boys theme. Their 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 first one, 
that, that everybody remembers. That that was it. But I thought of something else and I couldn't put it higher on the list because then that would change the order of everything. And we're running on time. But my number seven is Mankind's Theme. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I To this day, I love Mankind's Theme. Like starting off with the car crash, dude. Love it. Love okay. it. Fair. My number seven. And it hurt me a little bit to put the theme a little lower um because they're yeah Shawn michaels heartbreak kid heartbreak kid just a all sexy right, right. boy not your boy that toy. theme was never one of my favorites like it worked for but I'm him Shawn michaels is my favorite wrestler probably of all time so really Shawn michaels he has one of my favorite go. signature moves and I to this to this day, I tell my son to this day, like, you want to switch your music? You want to switch your music? And I had to pull up a video and show him what Mr. Sweet Chin music was. You know? Yeah, dude, I had to I had to show it to him. He had no idea what it was. It was hilarious. All right, brings us to number six. One. Yeah, number six, dude. Um, ooh, let me find my my number six. You so you kind of discounted this one on your list because of how you were doing things. But on my list, my number six is, are you ready? The DX theme, baby. That's, gotta love that theme so much. Like, dude, I, I remember if I being in middle done, school. If I hadn't separated factions from that, which I could, if I thought about it, I'm sure there's more factions that I could have, like, shouted out. But if I hadn't separated it, it would have been in my top ten, the DX one. Dude, the, the, the if you're if you're if you've been a wrestling fan since the '90s, that that has to be in your top ten. Like it has to be. So I I don't know how I don't know how you made your list without it, but congratulations. All right, number six for me. Six, right? Yep. Randy Orton. I hear voices in my head. I hear voices in my head. Such a good There's theme for him because his character yeah. and just yeah, it's it's a good one. Yeah, man, it works for him uh, every time. And it's I a good, it's catchy too. I equate that theme with somebody getting RKO'd and then the yeah. match being over. It's it's <laughs> iconic. All right, number five. <laughs> number five for me, like uh, I don't know, like I said, I don't know your list. I don't know where you have things on your list, but for me, number five is uh, Metal English. Edge's newest theme or newer theme by uh, Alter Bridge. Gotcha. Love that. That was actually so. Here's the thing. I actually kind of like Alter Bridge. They have two albums that I that I like, and the album that has this song on it is one of the albums that I like. But the first time I heard that song wasn't on the album. It was because of Edge. And the funny part is, I owned the disc because back then we had CDs for you younger listeners, but. I had the disc for this, and I, for some reason, just always skipped that song and didn't listen to it. So when Edge came out to that music and then somebody put the pieces together for me, I was like, what? So I went back to my disc and wore that song out, dude. I wore it out. But absolutely, man, Edge's, Edge's theme, Metalingus, I love it. I love it. It's a good one. My number five. I, I love that song. Glass breaks. Stone Cold comes out because it's time to open a can of whoop ass. Mm. Stone Cold Steve Austin's mm. theme. Yeah, do you? I think that theme is called uh, "I Won't Do What You Tell Me." I don't know what but the name yeah, is. I, I mean, it's just the Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. 
I, I love I love Stone Cold's theme as well. You'll see that later on. But um, number four. Man, that's, that's what number was that for that you? Was five. What number was that? Same as you. Number five for you. Okay. Number five for you. All right. So number four. Um, man, now I got to find number four. Here we go. Number four for me, dude. Here's the thing. I got to give you a super quick backstory to this. I didn't appreciate this theme until around 2019, 18, 19. I really started going back and listening to this, and I love it. And it's my number four. Batista's I Walk Alone, dude. I love his theme. Every time I heard that, I was just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. He's coming. He's coming. The animal is on his way. Here's the thing. I like Batista so much. His very last match when he wrestled uh, Triple H and lost, I was like, dude, it. I, I was so hurt that I almost just quit watching all of it because I was so pissed off. Oh I was God. pissed. I was pissed. Not only did Batista come out and mess up his own intro by tripping and falling, running down the, the damn ropes. ring. Dude, but he still lost to Triple H, dude. I was like, Triple H, it doesn't need this win. He doesn't need this win at all. He could have totally lost. It would have been fine. But he he still wins. If he lost, he had to retire. Who gives a shit? He retired anyway. Like, we all knew. Technically, it was Triple H's last match because he did have to retire because of his heart afterwards. I still still think that 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 whole match was Batista was retired. He just wanted one last mania. Dude, Batista should have won that match. I don't care what anybody says. I will die on this hill. He should have absolutely dominated. The buildup for that match was insane. Him fucking up Ric Flair and shit. I was so ready for him to win this match. And when he I literally was taken aback, grown-ass man was like, <gasps> when he lost, dude, gasp. As soon as he lost that match, I was like, well, fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. Love, love Batista, dude. He deserved better. All right. So that's number your number four. four. That's my number four. My number four was your number five, Edge. What is it, Metal nice. Is that what you said it was? Is that the yeah, name? Metal Angus, yeah. Yep. Such a great, on this day. So it's such a good intro. Love it. That's my number four. I remember when I thought that Shout Edge's inside. Edge is like his favorite moment. wrestler of all time. Remember his older theme? You think you know me, and then yep. it turned into this, dude. Yep. God, so good, so good. But uh, we're going into the top three. We're going top into three. the top three, and uh, man, whew, this was hard. To, this was hard for me. This was hard for me. Uh, my top three is obviously very different from your top three. But uh, coming in at number three is uh, "Burn It Down," Seth Rollins' older theme. Love that theme. That was my favorite Seth Rollins theme. His new one is cool. I really do like that new theme. It fits his character. I love that it's still metal heavy. I love it. But Burn It Down, dude, I used to work out to that. Like, that was my go-to. So that's number three for me, absolutely. It's uh, kind of funny you say that because my number three is also Seth Rollins. <laughs> is it Burn It Down? So I – it. So I did current Burn It Down and the Acacia Strain one. And honestly, I'll probably... You can I'll, never choose just one. You're cheating. So Acacia Strain was the the first one when he first turned out of the shield. And then it evolved to Burn It Down, which I think still had the same Acacia Strain breakdown. And like Riff chugging just had Burn It Down and then 
But the new one, I really like the new one because it has the burn it down. It has like a nice little heavy riff, and then it has like the little crowd participation choir singing. It's really good. Yeah, Rollins, number three. What you what what I just got from what you said is you can't pick one. You've been you've been double picking this whole time. Not really. When did but I double pick? Well, I've I've made you pick one. You you would have been double picking this whole damn list. Um, but moving on, moving on. Number two for me, man. Like I said, this this was very difficult for me. Um, I God, I've been wrestling themes. Like if you're a wrestling fan, the themes are almost the most important thing, right? Aside from just having really good matches. But uh, number two for me, like I said, this was very difficult. This could have easily been number one for me. It could have been number three. Uh, but as of today. My number two favorite wrestling theme of all time is Stone Cold Steam. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, I, I still remember, dude, the, the doing the metal face, the headbang. I knew it from that moment. That's when I knew I, I didn't want to listen to the same music my peers were listening to. I wanted something different. And it started with listening to that glass break for stone cold steam which so, was so actually glass breaks you know it's time to whoop some ass like oh no dude here he comes dan, 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 dan. it fits in perfectly it hearing that song makes me want to do two things one go to the gym and two drink a bunch of beer like those two things uh and and i'll never i'll never forget that that's all thanks to him and i actually watched an interview with him uh recently and he was saying that uh, when they asked him what he wanted for his theme, he told them that he wanted it to be akin to uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. And uh, that's the song that Jim Johnston came up with. And he was like, that works perfectly. So uh, after hearing that, it made me like the song even more. So definitely number two for me is Stone Cold's theme, which I believe is called I Won't Do What You Tell Me because that's the song that he used by Raids Against the Machine to get this song made. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. Number two My number me. two is the one, the only, the dead man, the Undertaker. Now, there's several variations, but I like just the simple gong, lights go out, and then the, I can't, um, I can't remember what the name of it is. The actual name of the song. I don't, I don't know what it's called either, but I know what you're talking about. Um, I will like say that song is synonymous. There, there's a name for it. I can't think of it, but it's the pretty much the one he comes out to anytime he comes out now. Not American Badass Taker, although Ministry of Darkness, the where they changed it up because I think it had a little more like rock or like metalish vibe in it to go with like after the gong. That one was kind of fire, but just the classic gong, super slow entrance. It's iconic. It has to be. It's top two for me. Okay. Taker's theme has never been one of my favorites, but it's absolutely synonymous with his character. Um, so Love I, I Taker. understand Taker that. and Sean are my two favorite wrestlers of all time. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Go ahead and give us your number one. My number one favorite theme of all time. And I almost went Taker. But anytime there was a video game, I had to have this theme. I had to have this entrance because it goes so hard. And it is the best. And that's because I am the game. Triple H is the game. Not King of I Kings. Knew, I love the game. I knew. 
I knew that that was going to be your number one. You 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 are a Triple H fan. Uh, the water. Spin, I, I just knew it. The um, uh, Motorhead. I am the game. <laughs> I'm to play the game. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good entrance and theme. It's all about the game and, and how you play it. Yeah, dude, fantastic. Yeah, I do love Triple H. Triple yeah, H is yeah. probably in my top. Five wrestlers of all time, maybe top three, mm-hmm. maybe, possibly, probably. I get it, man. I totally get it. Okay, who's your number one? <laughs> You're gonna say the Rock. I mean, my <laughs> my like... number one theme, bro. My number one thing. Here's the thing. This was the theme that that would that would play back when I was the most into wrestling and i would be like i don't care what's happening this theme is on it's time to pay attention it's time to listen it's time to get hype it's time to smell i love the rocks theme specifically specifically the 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 theme that's called know your role because he's had a lot of variations on his theme as well and some of them are trash but know your role that version of the Rocks theme, the one he had in like 2000, I want to say 2002 to 2004, that's the one. If you smell what the rock is cooking, like that theme to me is, that's wrestling, bro. That's wrestling to me. Every time I hear that, I feel the same feelings I felt when I was 10 years old. Like it's amazing. So I can't, I can't praise that theme enough. There, there are certain themes that I, that I, associate wholly with wrestling 100 percent. the rocks theme know your role kurt angle's theme stone cold's theme mankind's theme like those are themes that i hear and i'm like yep wrestling we're watching wrestling today it's a wrestling day uh finn balor's theme is another one that i hear and i immediately think of wrestling i just i just those you you can't do better than those in my opinion unless you're just playing real songs that come off of a band who is touring and blah 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 but when I hear wrestling themes, man, The Rock, number one for me, 100%. Fair, fair. That's why your magazine is honorable mention, understand, and Batista. Absolutely, absolutely. Those two, you hearing those no themes just be honorable mentions, I'm like, I mean, how, give him the old how dare you take a take a dump on, on the legacy that is that theme? But I get it, man. I get it. You like Triple H. It makes sense. I do like Triple H. The game, that was such a good intro. I know. It was a good entrance. You knew, like, I'm not thinking thing. about the entrance, though. I'm not thinking about the entrance. No, I'm thinking about I'm the song, about too. The like, it all music. went together. It all blends into me. When you go a theme like, I think it's Stone Cold and, like, The Walk. Because if he would have come out, like, all, oh, I'm scared, to that music, then they kind of would have tainted the music to you a little bit. Would it not? It would have been, like, a different character. But the glass breaks. He comes out with, like, that pissed-off swagger, you know, just strutting. It just, it works. Mm-hmm. I get it and him, he either had the, the t-shirt on or he had the, uh, the, vest. the vest. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I, re- I remember seeing that and, and just being like, this is, this is peak, bro. This is peak. And I'm still there. And Stone Cold is aged gracefully. He still Stone looks Cold's damn near jacked. Which same yes. rock rock yes. is huge. Rock's bigger now than he was when he wrestled. Rock doesn't even look the same anymore because he 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 literally looks like a bunch of boulders stuck together rock is like insane he's insane how big he is it's crazy yeah, man 
I was just saying what I was just saying I watch old wrestling what? matches all the time and I love what seeing the difference between what rock looks like now compared to what like then and uh what it's it's vast dude it's a vast what? difference like his face is the same but everything else is different Christian's like you and, will not uh, cut like, my promo off with your what no you won't I'll tell you I'll tell you what 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 uh Hearing what? hearing you do that just reminds me of why I like uh, Kurt Angle's music. It's not on my list. It wasn't honorable mention because I literally can't hear Kurt Angle's music without you yelling "You suck!" like in between. I, I I just I can't even do it. But uh, but yeah, man, those are those. That's my list. Those are the themes. Those are my top ten of all time. Uh, I'll die on that hill for all of them. And uh, I think I chose well, man. I that really was did. that was a fun one. Uh, let us know in the comments what's your top ten. What's your favorite wrestling theme of all time? curious i would like to know in the comments what everybody picked but that's it for those topics and it's time to pass the whiskey that's right get your whiskey because we need it we have made it to the last call question through all the technical issues which i very much apologize about uh we'll make it as seamless in between it as possible but you know shit happens and i'm sorry and things <laughs> just don't want to cooperate with us at all ever i blame well, I'm not blaming Christian for this one. All right, but our last call question this week. We're keeping it in the wrestling theme. It's this this episode is going very much along with WrestleMania and and going down that that road and uh last call this week is what is your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? That is a tough question. And there are a lot of really good WrestleMania matches. And I don't want to I want I want to say this first. I'm gonna tell you what my favorite is. Um, but know that there are so many other WrestleMania matches that I would I would much rather rewatch, right? This match isn't necessarily my favorite because of the rewatchability. It's just my favorite because at this time I was very involved in the story. I was very involved in this character's journey. I was very involved in uh, what was happening when this WrestleMania happened. And I, I, I wanted this person to, to take uh, the gold home, if you will, so much at this point. Um, and it's it's a newer WrestleMania match, To if that tells you anything. there, Like I said, thinking about this was really tough because there's a lot of matches that could be my favorite, but I don't remember them all. I there before I say this, it I, it was almost the uh, I don't remember which WrestleMania it was, but there was a WrestleMania where it was a uh, The Rock versus Stone Cold. Those are two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and uh, that match was insane because both of those guys knew what they were doing. They went out there and did it like it was gross, it was gritty, it was long. Um, I really enjoyed the match. The Rock is the only person, in my opinion, that has sold the stunner so well, but also so goofy to the point to where I was just like, he's fucking dead. Like, it, it, he it's insane. it, but it's great. Yeah, and he, and he and I found out later that it was a bet. Like, yeah. he bet Stone Cold every day. Like, I, I can, I'm going to sell it this much. I'm going to do this much. I'm going to do this thing. And it got to the point to where he would get stunnered and, like, flip across the fucking ring, dude. And was it looks silly now but when i was a kid watching it i was like he just broke his fucking neck 
like because you know, I'm gullible, you know. <laughs> but but with, with all that building up to that now, yeah, because because then you had like Jr. And, and and the King and them. My God, my God, he put him through a table. No, like I used to love that stuff, man. That was my favorite shit of all time. And talking about it now, man, I think that's that's actually my favorite WrestleMania match. And I, I can't remember which Mania it was. But it's Rock vs. Stone Cold. My number two, though, the one that I was going to say before hyping up this one, which ended up being my favorite. But my number two, the one that was my favorite, was actually from WrestleMania 35. And it was Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. That was a really good And, match. dude, you know what, man? I honestly, I know I'm going back and forth. That that, that's probably good. my favorite. What about the... Um... Just throwing another one, playing like devil's advocate. There was a women's match. Was it 34 or 33? Um, it was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. <clears throat> and they freaking stole the show. It's when they first brought the – they changed it from the Divas to the, like, the women's championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they – The reason why – I remember watching, like, damn, they legit know what you're stole talking the about. show. That was really – I know what you're weird. talking about. The reason why that one wasn't on my favorites list is because uh, of, of, of the emotional state I was in at the time watching WWE. Like, I, I, I couldn't see anybody winning other than Becky because of the story that was being told at the time. But And that match was great, mind you. That match was amazing. But when we got the, 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 the Becky the Ronda, the Charlotte match, WrestleMania 35, dude, I was on a whole nother level of... of First of, women's of, main event. Dude, yes. That shit meant something to me personally. Becky being one of my favorite female wrestlers too, like, was just a thing. And then we got Becky Two Belts, bro. Like, that was the birth of Becky Two Belts. And like, dude, I... My fiance probably would tell you, I was fucking annoying how much I like Becky Lynch. I was in the, my ringtone was her fucking theme. Like it was insane. I liked I liked all of that shit. So seeing that match and seeing her actually win and having both of those belts, I was like, just don't ever take them away from her. And then you know, eventually she lost the belts, and you know, she got uh, she was pregnant with Seth Rollins' kid and all that stuff, and uh, she lost. She gave that up to Oscar, which made sense. But like, dude, I absolutely adored the match between them because I'm a Charlotte Flair hater. I think she's a fantastic athlete. I think she's an amazing wrestler. I think that she does the job really, really well. But like, I I have hardcore Charlotte Flair fatigue core. And she's really fun to dislike. I can't say enough good things about that match, man. It, it was amazing. Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte. I was so invested. I was I couldn't wait for 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 Becky to win that. I was rooting for her 100%. She she did win. We got Becky two belts, which was one of my favorite gimmicks of hers, you know, who's the man, uh, you know, be careful when the man comes around, all that stuff. All of that stuff that we got for her, man. I was so into it. It was ridiculous. So, once again, definitely one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. I really enjoyed it. I can't say enough good things. But Sin, that's your turn, man. Tell us, tell us what you think. What you got going on in your head? Well, I'm ready to open a can of whoop ass on all the technical issues. First off, let me throw that because we have persevered through so much today, um, and 
if you rode with us this long, we appreciate it. But my last call question, favorite WrestleMania match of all time. That is a good question because you have matches like Stone Cold Bret Hart, um, iconic match. You have Roman Brock Lesnar, the first one with the Seth Rollins cash in, which was a nice swerve. You have uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match. Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels in the first ever ladder match. There's just there's <clears throat> you can literally list Stone Cold Rock like you said, um, Triple H, Batista, Triple H, Randy Orton. Like there is literally so many good matches that you could put out there. But for me, it's a clear favorite. Another one, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. They stole the show a couple years ago. Fantastic match. Uh, Becca, Bianca last year, I think, was actually another great match, too. Um, but for me, WrestleMania 25. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. The first one, it was... And both of them have said it as close to a perfect match as you could get. The crowd was electric. Mm -hmm. The only goof up in the entire match. The only spot that didn't go perfect. Which is crazy because there's so many things that go variables and go wrong in matches and stuff like that. The only spot that was wrong, and uh, I think I read this in Sean's book, and Taker said it too, but there's a point where Taker is going to jump over the ropes onto Sean and the cameraman. And whenever Taker hits the ropes, Sean's supposed to pull the cameraman and align perfectly so they can help catch Taker's fall, you know, braces, impact, and stuff like that. Well, the cameraman gets, like, a step out of position, and Taker essentially face plants. Like, he hits, like, his head on the thing. Like, they, he wasn't able to fully break his fall. The only mess up in the whole thing. The rest of it went perfect. It is such a great match. I watch it every year before Mania. I love it. It's so good. Two of my favorites all time. I will say the WrestleMania 25, 6, 7, and 8. The Sean versus Taker in 25 and 26. And then Triple H versus Taker in 27, 28. So good. Ending in the end of the era. Match with the Hell in a Cell. Sean is the referee. So good. <laughs> so, so good. That's mine. Yep. All right, man. Well, that's our... Our wrestle talk for today. Wrestle talk. Will. Yeah, you got a whole lot of wrestling if you made it this far, so we appreciate you. Uh, if you'd like to hear more or or want us to break down any more lists or anything like that, definitely let us know. We will happily do it. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy WrestleMania this weekend. I know we're going to, and uh, eat food and stuff like that, and that's going to do it for this episode. But if you would like your last call featured in an episode of this podcast, be sure to hit us up on gilded.gg slash sinisterpack in the application put from the podcast. And you'll get accepted, and you are more than welcome to go to the podcast section, submit your last call question, or your sinister tale, or just chat with us about episodes, post your drinks, all that good stuff and things. Great way to stay in touch. You can also see all the stuff from my streaming there, as well. It's all a home for everything. You can find us on social media at Sippin' With Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N With Sin, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Go drop a follow over there. Talk to us. DM us your last call questions. Another great way to get it to us. Uh, you can find... Every episode, every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Overcast, pretty much everywhere, 8 a.m., every Wednesday, new episodes of Sipping With Sin, check it out, rate it five stars, share it with a friend, pass it along, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff, you know, all the stuff you need to do to podcast. You can find the video version of the podcast as well every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash I Am Sinister. 
thumbs up it subscribe to the channel over there you can watch the video version see our faces and all the glory as we make christian mad every week but go check it out on youtube we appreciate you all you can also comment and let us know what you think about different things and different topics let us know in there you can find me on my personal socials i am sinister tv on twitter and instagram i am sinister tv that's right facebook.com slash i am sinister tv you can find me streaming on twitch.tv slash i am sinister tv you can find me on kick.com slash i am sinister and you can find me on TikTok at I am Sinister TV. Christian, where can the folks find you and your dreadlocks? You guys can find me at Vin and Ink on my Instagram, of course. You guys can also find me over at my horror podcast, Horrorverse Pod, on all the socials. And you can find me at just my name, Christian Vincent, on TikTok, doing movie reviews and such. That's where you guys can find me. All right. Well, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. It's time to shut it down for this week. Again, apologies about the technical issues and all the stuff that went wrong because, you know, that's that's what happens when you, you're recording stuff. Things break. But if you smell what Christian's cooking, it's time to go the hell home. Christian, shut it down. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping With Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Smash that like button. Leave your comments in the recommendation section below the video if you're watching it. But above all else, guys, have a good night. And remember these three words, three words to tell you guys every single episode. Say them with me. Don't get gutted. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.